Hey folks, Chad here with Massage Core Academy and I want to tell you about our done for you social media membership. It is everything that you need to post on social media, your graphics, your content and resources so that you can level up your online reputation. Go to massagecoreacademy.com to register and you can do that right now. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of Let's Talk Sheets. We are your hosts, Chad and Jeanette, and today we're talking about the deets on finding your space. So a funny thing, I I notice <laughs> how narcissistic how I know, kind of classy, kind of gangster. Um, really good finds on your shirts. Yeah, I did find I did. And it was even like a crappy Goodwill. Red, white and blues next. Um, I find that when I do these introductions, I'm looking at myself on my screen to make sure that I'm not making any goofy, weird faces. Oh, you are. Or making sure there's nothing in my teeth. I like, I don't think I ever look into my camera. <laughs> no, I, I rarely look in my camera. I no, I'm either. I should be like, because we're having a conversation with each other, you know, so we're, I, I, well, you're looking at your Can you just, so can you just take, you. can you just take a photo of like your face and I can just put it above my camera so I can <laughs> feel like I'm talking to you. Right. So All what right, are we got about today? We got to jump right in because this, we have uh, kind of a little bit longer of bullet point lists and conversations to have. This is about finding your space. And this is ap- applicable if you are new and looking for a space. It's also applicable if you are currently in a space and are unhappy with it and would like to move. Um, because we don't really have a setup that is built for massage therapists. Like here in Pittsburgh, I'm not sure what's out there in Michigan. We have a company called Sola that mainly caters to like estheticians and hairdressers. Um, And it's just one big building. They each have their very nice suite, includes their sink and storage and chairs and everything. And then you just pay Sola. It even includes laundry. We don't have a setup like that. Sola does rent to massage therapists, but it's not quite the relaxing atmosphere that most of us would like. Um, but it's an option, but we're not, we're not talking about Sola today. So what we're left with is we have to look at office buildings, strip mall storefronts, sometimes even the mall or a standalone building that somebody's renting out a house that the lower level is the business and the upper level. And we're going to get into all of that and like how you can look through these listings and figure out whether it's a yay or nay to even call and ask about it. So I'm going to get the little itty bitty details out right away because these are kind of common sense things. When you're looking at a space, they're going to give you on your listing how much the square footage is. Um, The only thing that you need to be careful of is how many suites are included in that. So if it's because sometimes it's advertised and it could be tricky, it's like neighboring suites and it'll say, 5,000 square feet, and then you get in there and you're like, well, I don't need this much room. That's something that should be in the listing. And if it is, it's easily it's easily findable. I don't even think that's a word, but we're going to go with it. You want to make sure the square footage is going to be appropriate. And mainly that's what your session room is going to be. My, my suggestion, I've been in 
four different spaces and make sure that you can fit a nine by 12 carpet in there at least because your table is going to be from head to toe with the face rest up is going to be uh, about seven feet. Okay, so you want to be able to fit a nine by 12. That way, if you need to caddy corner or go straight on, you can do that. Um, lighting, uh, I have a window in my room, but I have curtains. So it's still light so that I can still like kind of keep with my circadian rhythm. I like the natural light. Um, I have trees on the other side of my window. So it's not like, uh, like a neighboring building or house is going to be able to look into my room. Uh, but it also, it gives you the benefit of having that bright light for those that enjoy it. But also you can throw up some shades and, or blackout curtains to close it off if you want it very dimly lit. Uh, other things to pay attention to are, is it fluorescent and you need lamps and how many plugs are there? Those are like the staples, everything else you can kind of work with. Small waiting rooms, bathroom, no bathroom, you know, a separate room for you to hang out in, in between. Those are all preferences, um, but uh, as far as like the the major details, that's what I that's what I have. Is there anything I'm missing? Okay. I don't think so. Um, no, with the lighting. So as you're doing, as you're doing your research, you also want to keep keep in mind like. Okay, so I've checked out a couple of spaces, and what happens is is the light switch was actually to sockets, not to overhead lighting, because who was in there before had converted it. Yeah. Um, so also, are you if you are going to put lighting that's above lighting, that's dimmable, is there going to be work that has to be done there? Right. So if you can look at pictures and see if there's existing lighting, that means the wiring's already run. You, you can do whatever you want at that point. Right. But if the wiring's not already run, that's going to be a pretty significant expense on the electrician. So lighting, love to talk about natural lighting. I think that's super important. Um, but also, is it prepped for overhead lighting in a sense that you can control that? Or are you going to have to spend money on that sort of thing? Yeah, no, and that's, and I'm glad you brought that up because I didn't even think about that, um, but that is pertinent. You need to make sure that the fluorescent overhead lighting doesn't need to be on in order for you to plug things in for them to work. Um, and there's all sorts of like little mini things that we c that you can do to like spruce up the space and designs. We're not getting into that because what people don't understand are the actual listings and the importance of the location. So prior to us even starting recording, you had brought up looking at, like say you're looking at like a plaza. It's a plaza, maybe it has a shop and save, some other buildings in there. Like, like what are you looking, yeah. yeah, what are you looking for that's gonna benefit your business? And you had so some they, really good- They call it an anchor, right? So okay. uh, I can I can tell you this, this, the space in a plaza that has a grocery, a major chain grocery store as the anchor, which is usually like, you know, the main name, uh, back in the day, it was Best Buy. You got Kroger. You've got, you know, it used to be Kmart. You've got Home Goods or At Home or whatever it's called. Those are like your anchor ones, and those are the ones that are really big and expected to draw Menards to draw a lot of foot traffic. Right. Pay attention to your anchors because you'll sometimes find, based on the anchor, your cost might be more expensive. Right. Even though you can still leverage that anchor in a different plaza. 
that's a right. possibility as well. Right. So um, what you one of the things I want to advise you don't do is have a solid number of what you're willing to spend for your square footage, um, your dollar per square footage per year. And the reason I am saying don't already normally we'd be saying budget, right? Understand your budget right. you can afford. But what you need to do is you need to see um, between your 15 and $18 range. What does that look like in your area? What does your 18 to 20 look like? What does your 20 to 22 look like? What does your 22 to 25 look like? Right. And so on. Because once you start to find the major differences for those pricing, you're going to be better at searching and at identifying what's a quality property than what's not. So do preliminary research without thinking about the budget because you might, otherwise you might said 20 is my budget. That's all I'm going to do. And you might miss a property that's 21, right? Right. And 21, when you consider, uh, you know, an extra dollar per square foot per year, yeah. That might be such a small amount and you missed out on a quality space because it was just listed slightly outside of your budget. So do a little preliminary research of what those square footage numbers look like first and then figure out what your budget's going to be based off of what you're finding. Okay, so you it's, that kind it's of okay to dream a little, you know, you can go well, in there and look and just start to listen, say, and hey, it's, this looks really cool. How do I get to where I can afford it, right? Well, and it's not the be all end all. Like, yes, you have to have like, you have to have your max end. Like with what you're currently making, what is your maximum amount that you can pay? But when you're searching, don't be afraid to go over that because when you go back and do the math on something that might be 21 or 22, you might look at it and be like, oh, well, if I just raise my rates by $3, I'll cover this. Or if I could just have another half day with two or three clients, this would be covered. Exactly. Like, and, and when you're moving into something like a place like that, you're going to get those two or three clients immediately based off those anchor points. But that brings us into the pricing. Now, you're looking at... You're not screen sharing, but you're looking at LoopNet, right? Yep, LoopNet.com. I think that they're a great resource. There's they plenty are. out there. Um, but I like the organization. I like their map. I like the photos that they require. I like that they often have blueprints. And in the area um, of like features and amenities and details, it seems really consistent across all the listings so yeah it's um, really, it's one really of the better like ones that. yeah but when you're looking at that normally it says like you get your square footage and it says you know five thousand square feet and then it says price and it'll be like twenty three thousand seven hundred and fifty eight the math on that is really easy you take twenty three thousand seven hundred and fifty eight and you divide it by 12 and that is how much you're paying a month that's it. That's normally, that's normally, unless there's something where you're looking at a space, which we're not getting into today, where you're renting off of an, like an already existing practice, we're looking for like, you're renting a space that is just your space. You got to look at yeah. that number. Cause a lot of people see like, oh my God, this is 30,000. That's over the course of a year. So you have to take that and divide that by your month. But, but divide that by 12 months to figure out what your monthly price would be. And then to figure out your price per square foot, which normally is included in most of those. Like, I haven't looked at LoopNet for a while, so I can't remember. But nor most of those listings include 
what the price per square foot is. They just don't include the monthly. They include the price per square foot and then the total price over a year. Right. So that's so the math on I'll that one. Yeah, I'll give you an example. I'm looking at one here in Michigan and it's priced at $22 per square foot per year. And the reason they have it priced that way is because they have available anything from 1,807 square feet or up to 16,000 square feet available for lease, right? So Okay, so they have which, like, yeah, they yeah, have so multiple section They're yeah. just saying for this building, for whatever disbursement, $22 per square foot per year. So okay. what you have to figure out is which space are you interested in? We'll just take the, eight, I'm going to get my calculator out. We'll just take the 1,800 square foot space, for instance. So okay. 1,807, and we're going to multiply that by 22 square feet. Uh, so that's 39,754. That's what they want for the year for that space. Okay. To budget it to figure out our monthly, we're just going to divide that by 12, like you said. So that's going to give us, oops, I multiplied. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's please. a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> that's 22, divide it by 12, um, 3,312. So once you have that number, now you just have to figure out what is it going to take in order to pay that bill? Or is that over what you're budgeting for? And do you need to look at a different space? Right? Okay. So Those, we, ha so, so now, hold on. We now, now, you know, right? Yeah. And all you would do like 3,312, take that number, you divide it by, uh, the, the, cost of what your 60 minute massage is because that's always what we use as a staple average and that gives you yeah. uh yeah mine's 95 so 331 34.87 so we'll call it 35 yeah so i have to see at least 35 clients a month that's one per day and i'm definitely doing more than one per day so like i already know right then and there like i'm bringing in enough sales gross mind you gross to cover that Plus, because I'm seeing more than one or two clients per day. But like, that's the process that you want to go through. I feel like a lot of people look at it and they're like, oh yeah, this is going to be expensive because the strip mall is only, you know, five years old and it's saying 40 grand for the year. Like do the math and at least write it down. Like I always like to think of the research process as like, I have my max budget and I have what I'm looking for, but I'm just collecting information. I'm not writing something off because I'm like, oh shoot, this is gonna be five grand a month. You know what I mean? So Way over my budget, this, but yeah. Got the it. other thing on this property, this actually has room for three suites and a lobby if you wanted to. Ooh, scalability. Um, that was our next one. So, so scalability, and I'm gonna let you talk on this a little bit, but I'm just gonna plant the seed. Just because you're the one looking doesn't mean you're the only one paying the bill. Right. So you may have a couple buddies that are also massage therapists and are also in a situation where they're looking to have some additional ownership in their business or modify their expenses or take that next step. Right. This right. this property that I'm looking at, which is just an example property, has the opportunity to have um, three suites. So right. where, where do you go from there? Right. Because at at 35 sessions total to pay that to pay that rent right right um you at you divide that by three you've got 11 we'll call it 12 per person per month yeah that gets paid yeah i mean you, that there's a huge opportunity for profit here if you find the right partners to share that space with right 
Well, and you're not even limited to that. Like, yes, you want to stick to more like quiet style people to, I mean, obviously the best solution is massage therapists, but acupuncturists, um, I have a, I have a, a waxing specialist, like esthetician that's in there, that's in my space, which works great for her because my, some of my clients also go to see her and some of her clients also come to see me. So like, but if you're in the situation where you don't know of anybody, see if you have, if there is a local massage school that is near you, link up with them and say, hey, I have this room. When you have students that need to do practice sessions, they are more than welcome to use my space. You get them in the door and then they already know you. They know the space. And when they graduate, they'll think of you first. And if all they have to do is 12 massages to pay their bill and they do what? They do uh, 100? Yeah. Uh, they're in a really good place, right? Yeah. Well, because yeah, and you really I love that. Get the get the get them in, build that relationship, and when it's time for them to to, to make a decision, you're going to be the first thing that they think. And the school doesn't even have to be local because like in Pittsburgh, like we have people coming from West Virginia and Ohio. So, like you could I could be out in the cut and people would be like, "Oh my gosh, that's perfect for me." So, I you know, think about that. Um the other I brought this up really quick uh malls like mall malls uh great location there's a lot of foot traffic but you got to make sure that you're checking with the mall company some of them are simon some of them are whatever most of them require you to be open the same hours that they are so malls are typically open like nine to nine now maybe eight to eight whatever it is you have to be open like you cannot shut down at five and go home and leave it dark so think about that, like, think about that. Um, I, it doesn't come across that often, but it has come, it has popped up because people still really like malls. And in my area, our mall has now become bougie uh, with stores that I can't afford because <laughs> um, they're like $150 shirts. But if I had enough people to keep that open nine to nine, even if it was just one person at least in there, I'm getting all those people who have that money to spend walking past my off walking past my whatever location in the mall. You know what I would it's do a, for a mall? I would do I would do chair massage and then have two session rooms. So I would have um, a huge lobby. We'll take we'll we'll say like sixty five percent of the real estate is the lobby. We'll yeah. have two um, session rooms in the back, restroom for you know for for clients yeah uh, and i would set up for massage chairs that are exposed that everybody sees and are experiencing it because that's going to be a it's kind of like the gum at the cash register at the grocery store you get it because yep. it's there but you weren't thinking about it as you're walking by you're like oh yeah that kind of i could i could use 15 minutes there and then you price it out appropriately and you train right. your staff to say hey listen this was phenomenal right let's book you for an actual session for next weekend and then you start growing that practice and then you're turning foot traffic pass by and foot traffic into regular sessions on a very limited basis so you'll be booked full yet only two session rooms you'll yeah. be booked out for weeks on the session rooms but still feeding that funnel with a uh, chair massage in the lobby i mean i think that there's 
Um, well, and I mean, now, even if don't you don't necessarily. Malls are expensive. Mall real estate's very expensive. So you have to have a really good model there, but um, that could be lucrative. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, you can, uh, if you can afford it and you think that you're going to, you've done the math and you're like, hey, like this isn't, you know, a bad, a bad game. Like you don't need the size of like, you know, JCPenney. Uh, they don't even exist anymore. Uh, wow, Macy's. <laughs> uh, you don't need like the square footage of Macy's or even like Pack Sun. You just need what you need. That's it. That's a great yeah, idea. Sun, Chair massage the in the sun, front. The sunglass hut. You just take one of the size of the sunglass hut and you're good to go. Yeah. Um, I'm looking over my notes to make sure we have, okay, I have so written down here. traffic and referrals, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So foot traffic and referrals. Um, we were talking earlier about anchor stores. So yep. if you, uh, this property that I was looking at, um, they have uh, anchor stores of two, three restaurants. Restaurants bring in a crap so many people. foot traffic. Right. But they also have in the area um, Menards and At Home and Meyer and Burking and Aldi and Huntington Bank and Starbucks. Yeah. So when you talk about the traffic that's going to be going by and you're going to have your name out on a sign, um, your opportunities are phenomenal there. Yeah. Uh, and that's part of the reason why this is a $22 per square foot location and not an 18 because there is the opportunity for a lot of traffic. Yeah. Um, so traffic is great when you're on that retail space, but let's say you're thinking about doing a medical office instead of doing retail, right? Cause retail you're competing with the Jimmy Johnson and the nail salons, right? Where right. medical, you're going to have access to go in and out whenever you want. You'll have private parking. You'll have um, like-minded businesses in your building that would be great for referrals. So networking with them is going to be huge. Yeah. So, it's not just about the advertising that you're going to do or the drive-by traffic or the foot traffic you're going to get from the other businesses, but it's also going to be networking who else is in that building. So if you're thinking medical, do a visit, drive by, stop by, look at the sign, I was, in, look at the directory. I was just going to say, whatever your list is, make sure you drive by. Maybe sit there for 15 to 20 minutes to see like, okay, how are people pulling in? Where are they parking? How much foot traffic is going in? Where are they going? You know, because sometimes pictures can be deceiving. You can look at a strip mall and be like, oh my gosh, there's a lot of stuff in there. But then you get to the area and you're like, wow, like nobody ever really parks here because this is an awful light to pull in and out of. Yeah. That's yeah, probably yeah, yeah. the only yeah. other thing. Like you have to drive to the location. And I like your idea of sitting there, look at the types of cars that are coming in, look at the prospective clientele, the people that are yeah. going in and out of the businesses, which business is making the most, right? In my area, we have a earth-friendly pet store, and what moved in next to it is like a pet smart. And thank goodness, there's still a lot of people going to the you know earth-friendly uh, pet store for grooming and nails and, and treats and all that stuff. But PetSmart did their research, and they said, hey, listen, there's a space open. There's foot traffic for, and, you know, they're a huge corporate brand and the way they measure dollars is not always the same as we do. Uh, and their goal was to capitalize on some of that traffic, right? You can do the same thing. You don't have to move in where there's a nail salon or another massage therapist, but you can educate yourself and then leverage that knowledge to make the best move while minimizing your expenses. 
said I see your face. You're really frustrated I, about the pets. I'm yeah, I am really door. frustrated. Yeah, like I I get it. And that's a smart business decision, but like I really have some choice words. Like pick somewhere else. You just ruined a small business. The entrance to the to the plot and it's a huge plaza. You got at home on one side, what used to be Best Buy, you've got it's huge. It is one yeah. of our largest ones. The entrance goes like this and it ends and right here's the organic pet store and right here's the pet smart. Like it ends right in the middle of the two of them. And you almost like making your decision where you're gonna park. So um I always I'm not gonna get on my on the, soapbox about it. I always park on the pet smart side to force people to have to walk more and then I walk over to the natural place. Um every little impact counts, I guess. But foot traffic, referrals, depending upon what type of space you're looking at, you're either gonna be thinking of a mindset of the foot traffic, um, and you can go to your Department of Transportation locally and you can get um, the data for how many people drive by. If you ever drive on a road and you see those black strips and you drive over them, they measure how many cars are going by. And that's how they do research for when they need to redo the uh, redo the roads. But that also tells how many people are going by. So, you know, you're getting 30,000 people driving by every day or 10. That's a very drastic difference on your potential foot traffic and how many people are going to see your sign. Right. So if you're looking at a plaza and it says that it's, you know, $30 per square foot, and you're like, why would it be so much? Chances are the foot, the drive by traffic is huge in that area. Wow. Um, so, like, I, I know that you're super smart. Uh, way smarter than me. And then you like pop out these things like, oh, you know, those little black strips. This is what they use them for. And I'm like, oh, I thought they were measuring speed. Like oh, I no. like I thought it was like met like some mathematical equation between like front and back tire and speed because I'll see like a sign that says speed trap. Stop laughing. I know you think I'm dumb right now. I am dumb. No, 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 no. Thank not you for explaining that. I think that's totally fair. And I mean, just because I know there's different wheelbases, like the distance between the front tire and the back tire is different in a Yukon than it is a, a Geo Metro. Right? Shut up, so, Chad. You're just now you're just proving my point. Sorry. Okay. So, it, but it does multiple things. So, to put that out right. there for research to find out, okay, this road was redone 12 years ago and it's getting this much traffic. It's due to be redone when they're trying to figure out their budgets, but it also calculates how many people are driving by. So you can go to your Department of Transportation. I don't know if it costs anything, but you can go there. Real estate agents, commercial real estate agents, they have access to uh, the DOT traffic reports. Um, and I know this because here we have a guy who sells churches and, and all of his listings, he adds that so that prospective buyer knows how much traffic goes by and it helps you to know it's priced appropriately based mm -hmm. off the traffic because for churches that is part of it exposure is a big deal well and um, convenience is a convenience is a big deal for a lot of people like you might move into like a retail strip that has you know some kind of some staples like a grocery store or whatever I mean, if it can be a one-stop shop place for people, like they come get a massage, go over to the grocery store, come get a massage, go get their nails done. Like whatever it is, convenience matters to people. Really yeah. matters to people. All right, before we close up, I have one last tip. As you're visiting these places, so when you physically go, look at the signage. 
there are city ordinances where they may not allow specific type of signage. So you might have a business where it's a big franchise name like Jimmy John's, but they don't have a big branded sign because the way that plaza works, they all have to look the same or they are they're hanging from underneath or right. whatever it is. So you also have to think about what is your limitations for marketing exposure for this plaza now most of the time you can put up a sign but a lot of times they'll say it has to be within a certain dimension it has to be within a certain you know all these different things um make sure that it's going to work in your best interest the last thing you right. want to do is say i'm going to have a sign that has my beautiful logo that i spent 300 getting made and then you find out it has to fit within a, a, a five foot area right and that's a problem so take a look at what that looks like as well because that's going to play a part into your exposure as well well and you also super last thing because it does fit in once you have that once you have your list of spaces you need to call the municipality that that space resides in to make sure that they will allow a massage therapist because some municipalities townships cities boroughs whatever your situation is will decline for a massage therapist to move in there and you might you could appeal it you could fight for it whatever it is but like if the worst the last thing you want to do is move into a space and then the township or city or whatever calls you and says hey we don't want you here and then you have yeah, to they, move or they charge you a, an exuberant fee just to have that type of business in that area yeah so right research is a big part of it but um you know just to sum up visit LoopNet, start putting your dream out there. What is it that you're looking for? Get familiar with what spaces are available in your area. Go to massagecoreacademy.com slash links, go to the zip code study and see what type of people reside in specific zip codes. Cause what you think is a hot pop, you know, really good area, you might be able to get for 13% less half a mile down the road yeah. and still be able to attract the right client right so f do the zip code study as well and then start looking at the area see what's available obviously the goal just like when you're looking on zillow you're not there to buy that house that second but you're starting to dream and understand and manifest yeah. what potentially could be and then you can put together your logistics and your budget and what's it going to take in order to and maybe even open up to the idea that you and three other people could go in on something together and get something really fabulous going with that not being your original plan, but maybe you can, maybe you can do something yeah, like that. For sure. Faux show. All right. That felt good. I think we went a little bit longer. It's okay. I do. Yeah. It's okay. Finding spaces is hard for people. Like it's, well, it's seemingly hard. Like I, there's more complaints about like, Hey, I'm in this space. And like, now I'm dealing with this, you know, blah, 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 blah all those things um so i'm glad we i'm glad we covered it in that aspect as opposed to like the walkthrough that we normally do and have talked to students about so good talk good talk okay. next week how to handle double bookings until then keep folding your sheets keep working on your lovely businesses and we will see you next week to the next level.